We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. You're on screen now. Monkeys forever. Hello. How is everyone doing? I actually am not asking. I'm just uh, going to move on here. Let me move Twitch chat over here. Otherwise, I won't be able to talk to them. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is episode number... What number is this, at Monkeys? Let's go with, like, 44. Okay. Honestly, that sounds like a pretty good estimate to me. Episode 44 <laughs> of the podcast... Welcome, this is Banana Slam Jam Podcast. We try to do this about once a week, but we are gamers, unorganized. Well, well, and typically uh, we try to do that. For the last two months, we haven't, we haven't really been. Well, what basically happened was the game never got patched, and we both yeah. lost all motivation to exist <laughs> as a whole. I have nothing to talk about Dota. Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally have nothing to say. Dude, being like a content creator in Dota when it's been the same patch for like a year and a half, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, I know I, they I changed mean, the heroes around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but... I know, but it's so meaningless in the end because it's like it's like competitive I, I mean dude i feel like a fucking broken record at this point because we have literally had the same exact train of thought in like seven different podcast episodes okay so let's so let's not uh you know let's not let's not you know beat a dead horse or whatever yes. you call that uh whatever you call that there is a little bit of news here and there so i figure we can just talk about some freshness you know like just letting people know we have acknowledged it has been the same patch we've also acknowledged that it is coming they have announced the new patch for february 23rd so and and they announced techie's rework dude i'm literally looking at my outline for the podcast (laughs) and you're just ruining it you know, Brian, you complain when I don't when I don't bring content to the table. You complain when I do bring content to the table. Like there's no you're, there's no there's You're no allowed you. You're allowed to bring content to the table if it's not content that I already have on the table. <laughs> well, you steal all the easy shit. Like uh, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. So uh okay. So welcome everybody. Welcome to the Banana Slam Jaren podcast. This is BSJ. <laughs> Today, no, I'm kidding. We're not going to start over. So, basically, the first announcement, as I so prepared, is that they announced a rework for Techies in 7.31. So, we're just go ahead. You raised your hand. Go ahead. I'm curious. Is this the first time they've ever announced a rework about a hero before they actually like do the rework? I think so. 
Because there's, back, there's back, a few back, heroes back. like Death Prophet and Necrophos and Viper that got some reworks. Um, but but and, they just kind of did them. They didn't yeah, just, like, yeah, they just released them. Yeah. So, Isla Ma- so, so, first impressions, Monkeys. You hear there's a rework for Techies. What does that make you think? I, I genuinely don't know what it makes me think. <laughs> like, Techies has always been this, like... This almost singled out hero that just completely deconstructs how you play Dota, and you like have to change like the the style you play when you play against that. Like you you can never walk high grounds without vision, and like you can never walk like down lanes without sentry wards or a gem or something. Like you have to like genuinely think about the sh- the, the stuff okay. All the time, so. so everyone hates techies except for. Except some for mani- except except for like <laughs> maniac some of the maniacal people in society. We all know those are the people that just want to see the world burn, and that's okay. You know, you guys are needed in the world as well. But my question, you know, I'll give my opinion after you is what exactly bothers you about techies? I understand blowing up to mines and dying full to zero is like an obvious thing that would bother you. But like, I, I, I mean, I mean, as like personally, I'm not gonna lie, but I don't even get that annoyed by techies like gameplay anymore. Like uh, years ago, I definitely minded it way more because I was just stupid and bad at Dota, and like I, I just wouldn't think about anything the way I should against techies. Now, like if I, if I genuinely had to have one complaint about a hero like techies, it would be kind of similar to like a like a Tinker or an Arc Warden of just like it's it typically stalls the game for a very long time and and that's just in general kind of annoying okay so the biggest thing for me about techies first and foremost is that his the stalling is absolutely a big thing but he's not an actual laner you can't give a hero 33 damage and just like call them a laner okay so the fact that he doesn't legitimately lane like they've given they've tr- i think pudge is kind of the same right and they've actually attempted to give pudge like you know his hook one shots creeps all that kind of stuff like they gave him a little bit more armor a- that one patch where they gave pudge hp regen i think any hero that just can't innately lane is just bad for dota i don't yeah. like it's it's innately cheesy it's not going to work at the higher brackets for the most part um and i don't think that's a good mechanic so conceptually he needs to be able to have a lane but yeah. secondly, um, you know, thirdly, fourthly, I'll continue, is that, you know, he says he stalls out, you say he stalls out the game. My biggest issue is he's a hero that fundamentally does not fit Dota, and that's because when he's ahead, he has absolutely nothing he can do differently than when he's behind. He's yeah. the exact same fucking hero, he's just like, moved a thousand units yeah, yeah, further yeah, yeah, forward yeah, on the yeah, map. You've just changed where you place your <laughs> yeah. So it's like, his. Ent- I understand his minds like hit towers or whatever, but how often in a winning game do you actually see a techies killing a tower? Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen. So like you don't, your hero doesn't advance the game in any way. Like it doesn't actually make the team that's ahead. If it has a techies do anything to gain a further advantage. And then on top of that, it makes the team who is, if the techies team is losing, it prevents them from advancing their game plan. So naturally, every single Techies game, no matter what, if I'm playing with the Techies, I have to expect to get two or three more items before I can do anything as a carry, because we're fighting 4v5 for the most part. 
And if I'm playing against the Techies, I know the win condition is to win the early game, take like two towers, and then just farm the exact same part of the map for like 20 minutes in a row, never leaving until I feel comfortable with Aegis and a BKB and like some satanic or heart of Tarrasque walking up a high ground and killing the mines. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's, it, it's not like an exciting game plan. It's not like a dynamic game plan. It's like you said, like when you were a noob, when we didn't understand techies, we like got upset and died to it. But now it's just like, yeah, just buy really fucking tanky items and farm for 30 minutes. Yeah. Like uh, that's... And high detection, just have sentries <laughs> on the ground. Like, well, I, I think I think part of it also was in the past, like detection, like sentries, wards, jet, like, like everything was so expensive. Supports had to buy and upgrade core. Like, like there was just no money in in earlier patches i think to like really deal with the techies as a support hero but nowadays you know it's like oh 50 gold one century deal like non-stop go 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 buy sentries like you you literally can cover like half of the relevant map with sentries on your team like pretty much at any given time now <laughs> it's a very cheap investment right you, yeah. you don't have to like it's not it's not like a sacrifice that the support has to make to like Century yeah, the yeah. mines for techies, and also now you get like money for killing mine. Like before, you literally you didn't even get money or XP for killing a remote mine or a proximity mine or anything. Like you're just you're just sitting there killing mines. Like oh yeah, great, kill some more mines. Dude, rem <laughs> remember when illusions didn't give gold? I do remember that. Dude, they actually give XP too. It's crazy, yeah. like to think that we used to have to kill like Naga and Terraboid illusions and get like absolutely zilch for, well, well, the, for the, killing uh, them, dude. And, and even after they made that that change, it took people so long to even like. It, it took people so long to want to kill illusions because they were so used to that, like, like illusion just giving you nothing, and it's like, oh, do I really want to spend like? seven seconds to kill this terrible illusion just to stop him from killing two creeps but but now like it's like you're killing a creep in addition to stopping him from killing creeps and you know like uh i think the first time i really re uh recognized it was i saw a fly playing lion or something and he had the ag shard and he was against like a naga or a terrorblade he literally got a 20 minute ag shard into like a 23 minute blink just from killing illusions. Not like he would walk down a lane, kill three illusions, walk down a lane, kill an illusion, walk down another lane, kill an illusion. And he literally just got a blink dagger off of doing that. Just walking around managrating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, um, stuff like that's really important for the game. Cause it's like, you, you want to like feel rewarded for like countering something, yeah. you know? Um, so we got a little sidetracked with the illusions, but, uh, yeah, it's sorry. the same concept with tech. No, you're fine. I, 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 I fed you that one. Um, and you ate it. That's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> um, so the thing about techies, we've already talked about like what we don't like about them. They said he, they were reworking the hero so far in terms of reworks. You know, we've, we talked about like death prophet. She, she got like a fourth ability. They put like two of her abilities together and then she got a fourth yeah. one. And then same with Necrophos. Um, Viper kind of similar as well. Um, but I'm under the impression, even though those heroes got reworked, 
that they were still like pretty much the same hero conceptually. Uh, wait, whoa, whoa, you're you're missing out on the Morphling rework. That was a huge. Okay, a that huge one was so rework. long ago, but you are correct. Yes, you're, you're, you're missing the rework. PL rework. PL went from like an invisible doppelwalk to the True. fucking and, and like uh, an alt that actually illusions would last for like. 30 some seconds or something you're correct pl got a massive rework yes yeah. pl used to be like his illusions lasted 30 seconds or something yeah and, and uh, you would go invis and then just make summon a decoy make, yeah yeah make a real well he was run. based on illusions that lasted a really long time so it was actually important to be able to kill illusions against pl while nowadays the way you counter pl is by finding the real one so um, not by killing the illusions. So that's yeah, yeah. Um, and and Clinks. Clinks was a big work uh, rework. Well, the thing about Clinks was he got like reworked and then unreworked. Yeah, and yeah. Then yeah, reworked I again. Really, really I remember, I remember so vividly. Uh, crit, crit spammed like a hundred games of the reworked Clinks, just to have like a better understanding of Burning Army and like all of the shit about Clinks. And then they literally just reverted Clinks to the previous iteration. And Crit's like, "What the fuck did I just spend the last month doing?" He, I remember he like tweeted and everything. Crit was so mad about them reverting that rework. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I now that I'm like thinking about it to myself, I'm like kind of looking at a hero list. I forgot how many heroes got reworked. Yeah, over a good time. Have, we honestly. got like we got like Broodmother, Bloodseeker, yeah, uh, even Nightstalker kind of got reworked. Omni yeah. Knight got reworked. Um, you got heroes like Doom. That got reworked in regards yeah, yeah, to like but, but, completely changing how they lane and stuff. Yeah, but but I mean, a, a lot of them, I feel like they they were on the smaller scale, like like Doom, for example, getting rid of like level death or or yeah. like Devour region. Like uh, I I feel like those were just and, and you know honestly getting rid of level death and replacing it with Infernal Blade. It was basically going from like a ranged level death to like a melee level death. Well, the biggest thing is that level death used to break Lincolns. So there yeah, was literally, yeah, like, like nothing you could do against Doom. Um, but then you have heroes like Tramp Protector. You know, his living armor's been changed a lot. Yeah. You have heroes like Tiny with craggy exterior. Uh, you have Troll Warlord's ultimate. Uh, even, like, the Sniper giving him three charges of shrapnel compared to the uh, yeah. one charge that would kill buildings. Ricky but, had been but reworked. See with, with techies, I'm expecting like I'm expecting like a two ability rework though. I, I think I think a, the majority of like reworks that we've seen is just like you know replacing like an inherently broken ability or an inherently useless ability, right? Like like on Death Prophet, it was the the passive that gave movement speed and extra spirits. Like they're just like, oh, Exo just kind of sucks without this ability. So why don't we just make this the same ability and give Death Prophet a, a relevant third or fourth or third? regular ability or whatever and uh you know with like omni knight repel just being a bkb they're like all right we we can't just give heroes bkbs guys so i gotta, gotta make that make that not a thing so <laughs> like, i'm just gonna apologize to the viewers that monkeys seems to have found access to my to my uh outline for the podcast i was gonna ask you you know how do you feel like they're going to rework techies? To what extent, you know, are they going to rework them? You said two abilities. You said these other heroes just got, like, an extra spell. or Like, I think a hero like Clinks, for instance, got a huge conceptual rework. Because the hero turned in from, like, an assassin hero to, like, 
yeah, a farming a, hero. Yeah, yeah, like a farmer slash team fighter. Like yeah. basically what most other carries turn into in the mid yes. game. So do you think um, it's a complete conceptual rework of techies? Well, well I, I, I mean, I, I guess when I said two ability, like honestly, it pretty much has to be a conceptual rework, right? Because as of right now, it, it's kind of as you said, like the only way you play techies like when you play techies you have one game plan and it's create traps on the map that the enemy team has to worry about or deal with and it's like the more i think about it the 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 only ability that doesn't really necessarily contribute to that is the the suicide or blast off yeah. which, which you know like technically that you know you could consider that like a team fight ability especially after you get the shard when you get like the 2 second stun on top of it but like if you if you take away stasis stasis traps, proximity mines, or or remote mines, like the hero just just dies, right? Or the the current iteration of the hero just dies. So you you pretty much like I feel like those three. I I mean maybe maybe you could argue stasis traps will like always be useful because it's just like a five second route. Like you can still just drop those randomly around the map and be like up. Oh, Got a five second route right here, guys. Go get him or something. But like, I, I mean, hell, that's basically what Broodmother is, right? Broodmother has an ags that just drops drops a, a web that is a four second route, like randomly around the map. <laughs> so, I, like, I guess you could argue that. But yeah, I, I feel like if you take away like one of proximity mines or uh or remote mines, like you you have to take the other away, right? Otherwise, it's just like it makes no sense. So, unless you're giving unless you're giving techies like an alt that like makes all of his mines into like flying mines or something and then you can run around the map with a bunch of flying mines. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So here's my bold prediction. Before you go on your random tangent about random crap. My bold prediction is that the only ability they're gonna leave is blast off. Yeah, that's, okay, basically, so that's basically what I said in a very long way. That is the only ability I think they're going to leave. And my idea is that, first and foremost, the idea of a hero that makes an area unenterable with no heroes there should be gone. Like, that should not exist in the game. Okay, like, that, yeah. that is not a fundamentally enjoyable or good mechanic for the game. So every idea of a hero that can, like, leave behind a death trap and never come back without any of his own heroes being there is a problem. So let's get rid of those, let's get rid of the stasis mines, because they synergize with the other two mines. And I already, based on what I've already said, I believe the other two mines need to go. Why can't you have a demolition hero that is based on, like, team fight spells and, like, nukes. So, like, let's just follow the exact plan that, you know, Valve has had. Let's give him three mobility spells, a displacement stun, and then a team fight ultimate. Two ultimates. Why not just give him two ultimates? That, that seems to be the common play here. Memeing aside, I actually think his ult would be really sick if it was, like, some sort of carpet bomb ability, like, uh, similar to the gyrocopter shard in Ag's lab where it like drops a bunch of carpet bombs. I think that would be cool. And then yeah. I think like another one of his skills could be kind of similar to Sniper's grenade um where you like toss it out and it's like a grenade with like a slightly delayed trigger. I think that would be cool. And then oh. 
Go ahead. I, I, I actually did have an idea about a Techies rework like a while back. Uh, do you know Overwatch at all? The game? Yeah, yeah, the, the the game Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I don't know much about it. There's like a there's like a, a hamster character. Like he rolls into a ball and he like zooms around the map. And his ultimate is he basically just places like a bunch of mines, like all all around him. And I I I always thought it would be cool if Techies had like an alt where like you hit the alt and it just dropped a bunch of mines randomly around you and like. A thousand, a thousand units or something. So is this like just, Kunkka's torrent? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind, of, kind, of, kind of like torrents, except like I, you know, may, maybe they have to be triggered by heroes rather than you know they actually. So maybe more like a Monkey King, but like a one-time explosion or something by by getting stepped on, or, or, or like Bramble Mazes would be. A, yeah, I don't mind if they have like a mind-based spell as long as the hero actually has to cast it and it's like a limited duration. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, so like. Yeah, I mean that's the that's fine with me. Another ability, like I'm telling you, man, like you have lifesteal or infest. Why can't we make the equivalent rather? Than, but instead of like techies going inside of you, he like straps a bomb to you. You know, you you just <laughs> turn into a fucking kamikaze. Like, does it does it does it do team damage? Or you just, yeah, it, you just throw a bomb on a team. No, and it, 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 no, the bomb is similar to like Bloodseeker's Q. You know, where it like. Uh, you know, it does damage to the guy that gets it, but he's like a ticking time bomb. It's like a Grimstroke plus Bloodseeker combined, and you're just a bomb. Like, that would be cool. Uh, I don't know. Like, we could also do, like, you know, let's let's take a book out of freaking Halo. Let's get, like, a freaking sticky grenade. You know, it's a grenade that you throw it, and if it lands on a hero, it sticks to him. You know, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be There's cool. possibilities. Trying to get, like, a pango roll mechanic. And, or, and, like, literally make the, like, make the grenade slow down the further it goes. And eventually yeah. it just stops. But if it comes in contact with someone, it's six. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. So, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of options here. Um, I think the demolition things could be really cool. But uh, all I hope is the hero doesn't plant mines and leave. That's That's all I hope. Um, I, 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 well, I mean, they, if they weren't going to go a direction kind of similar to like what we're talking about, they wouldn't, they wouldn't rework techies, right? They would just make a new hero, right? Like, like, like they, they want to do something demolition or like bomb related, right? That, that, that's why they're, they're reworking techies because I mean, techies, as we said, inherently just doesn't fit the style of Dota or like what Dota has become. So, so. Yeah, I, I mean, in like, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of a lot of techies players are going to be really sad with the rework because you know all they enjoyed doing was getting into a Dota game, first picking techies, and just knowing nine other people's lives are miserable as soon as they selected that hero. And you know they're going to miss that feeling. But in in general, I just look forward to having another hero that hopefully is going to be viable. You know. Because I feel like typically with reworks, you know, or not typically, but at least when the reworks are big, the hero almost instantly becomes like like a new hero almost, like because they they have to they have to overtune these these reworks to to get people to try them out and and play them right. So I'm sure I'm sure whatever they do to techies, the numbers are going to be insane initially. Because I mean, again, I. I feel like we're definitely correct in presuming they're gonna 
be replacing all of the mine abilities because they kind of have to, right? They, they have to. They, you they, can't they replace can't... like two of them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, so okay, so real quick, monkeys. I just want to show the stream so that they understand. Main scene. I need you guys to understand that before you know, if you want to, you can see the stream. I think, right? Yeah. Here, yeah, yeah. Before the rework, I BSJ. Had a 100% win rate <laughs> on techies. So probably the highest win rate of anybody in the Dota scene on I mean, techies. That, that's quite impressive, Brian. I, thank I must you. Say. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, you were saying like, so a lot of, a lot of what I'm seeing from people, you're talking about techies players. Um, you know, they're going to be sad and everything. A lot of people are mentioning they have to like keep the skills the same or similar because of the Arcana, and like let's just be honest, like Valve doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> they don't have. To, they they can just rename the things. Probably never update the challenges. You'll probably never be able to progress again on Dota Plus. But the thing is, is it's like nobody wants that, you know. Like let's just get you guys out of here. Even if you are a techies enjoyer, <laughs> you know. That nobody likes you. You know that you are negatively contributing to the enjoyment of the game of Dota 2. You know it. And that's okay. I'm not I'm not even mad at you as a person. You're just not allowed to be upset about the fact that you're not allowed to do that anymore. It you had like seven out seven years or even more, maybe like nine years, more than you should have had doing that. <laughs> the, so. the, the, the funny thing to me is that like like te techies play the, the people who pick techies or like literally would go in games and be like all right i'm first picking techies like i don't even think they really were they don't even understand dota <laughs> like, like they're, they're literally just they're playing they're like a whole different game and, and i feel like this rework is gonna make some people like genuinely realize <laughs> that dota isn't just like a a 1v a 1v5 afk game where you just do nothing <laughs> right like i actually brian do you remember when uh legion commander jungle was a thing with uh iron talon like when iron yeah. talon first came out yeah. in, in high mmr you would always get these legion junglers and then they literally made it so you couldn't legion jungle anymore because they like removed iron talon nerfed her like passive or whatever level one some shit like that and you just never saw those players again they, like like they literally could not maintain their mmr because they just they didn't know how to play real dota <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly really true yeah it's there's like some things i think the most notable things in dota that are not good for the game are just like things that like you said they just don't make you actually better at dota you could literally do it a thousand times and it, the skill will just not carry over in yeah, any yeah, meaningful like, capacity yeah. which is like there's very few things that have ever existed like that but that those two examples you gave are definitely some of them. Um, I mean, I remember, man, I have like 200 games on Nature's Prophet, and like 180 of them are Dagon rushing from the jungle when I was like <laughs> the equivalent of like 3K. And I suck at Nature's Prophet now, you know? Um, like those games didn't make me any better at Nature's yeah. Prophet. I definitely yeah. just wasted my time. 
doing yeah. that. And, and, and I, I just want to, like, obviously there's nothing wrong with just, like, you know, you, you don't always, I'm not saying everyone has to play Dota with the intent of getting better, you know? But I'm just saying, like, Heroes Like Techies, like, it's just the the style of the game. I, I mean, again, it was the same with Legion Commander Iron Talon. It was the same with uh, Furion Cliff Jungling. Hell, you could Cliff Jungle with, like, Necro... You could do Ancients from level 1 with Necrophos if you bought 5 Iron Branches and trapped yourself onto a cliff and then you just sat there, AFK, for 7 minutes and you literally would get level 6 by, by just Cliff Jungling as a Necro, not hitting a single creep. <laughs> That like, was nice. Like none of the none of these strat like yes, they were cheeky, they were clever, they were they were fun strats, but like none of these strats actually like made made you a Dota player, right? And, and I mean again, like I definitely know there there are some high MMR like techie spammers. I I think there's like a Russian techie spammer who plays on uh US East. I forget his name, but uh he's like a, a grandmaster techies. He'll literally first pick the hero and like he 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 will single-handedly win games sometimes because like he will just place mines in the most like you obscure, think they're like yeah. yeah yeah obscure like irrelevant places but like he's just played the hero so much that he's like oh yeah this is how carry players are gonna think they're gonna like think mines are here so they're gonna like run here to like think about farming this game <laughs> and then, like it happens every time he'll kill the carry hero like so many times and I'm just like Jesus what the fuck. <laughs> but yeah i mean it's but, there's a lot yeah. there's definitely a lot of mind games to do with techies minds and uh yeah so, no so anyways I, yeah i sorry i i was just to bring my point back i i saw someone in chat say like that hurts man i i know not all not not all dota players have to play play dota to to improve it's just you know that, that that's the only way i think about dota nowadays right because you know i've been playing this game for like 18 years and at this point if i'm not like actively improving in dota I just feel like I'm wasting my time. I'm like, why why am I even using my time to play this fucking game that I've played like for forty thousand hours of my life? <laughs> Wait, did they somebody in chat say something? They said that they're saying Wraith King is gonna get nerfed? Did they uh, did they make other announcements? I haven't seen I'm not as much concerned about the fact that Wraith King is getting nerfed as the fact that they may have made other announcements. Um but in regards yeah, to like improving in Dota, just to not like completely, you know, change subject here, is it's like, I, I, you know, the thing is, it's like I think there's a lot of ways that you can kind of like passively improve in Dota without actually a, intending to improve. You know what I mean? Like you're just playing the game and you'll get better because you bought an armlet twenty times or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I don't. I think that every mechanic in the game should at least give you like some. You know, passive improvement. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's like if you do this a thousand times, you will end up being better at Dota. It's like even if you're not trying, it's like yeah. you, it will help you in some capacity. Um, I personally think that's better for the game, but um, no, I, in the long run, it is for sure. And you know, I I, I think yeah, you, you know, again, Techies has been in the game like. For so like, like pretty much since the, since the beginning of, of like Dota getting popular, so you know it's not like it's not like it, it was short lived, right? Techie survived what seven, eight more years than Fountain Hooks. I, I was I was devastated by Fountain Hooks, Brian. I I was devastated. I literally went into pubs with with my friend Patrick, 
and we would just first two Chen Pudge every single game, and from like level five onwards, all we would do was Fountain Hook. I would rush Boots of Travels. He would he would send me back. We'd attempt it. I'd travels out of the base. We'd do it again. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Uh, you know, I guess things like that, like it could be fun to discover these strategies, but they should only be like a limited time. You know, like once you figure out the strategy, it's like it's done. Time to nerf it. That's pretty much what they've done with like everything. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's the same message. You know, we're saying like once you, I feel like they share that sentiment. It's like once you, once there's no further mastery of a subject or a hero, what, it's like time when to something gets exposed. Then, yeah, then like, it's right. time to just or 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 you it. know when when EG loses an official, then then they got to change it too. True. True. <laughs> Very like, like that uh the tiny toss bug, the tiny toss buyback bug. That yeah. happened in like three insanely important ma- matches. I think it happened to Team Secret, they lost because of it once. Uh Alliance, they lost because of it once. And uh there there is one other one other team that it like or that lost because of it, I think. And then EG does it, but or they do it to Quincy, but Quincy wins because of it against EG. <laughs> and, then, and then Valve is like, all right, you know, my, my boys yeah, on EG, they, they need to not get griefed by this toss bug. Time, time, to, <laughs> time to patch this one out. It's like, why, it, it's like the, the way they, they think about patching, patching some things out is so, is so obscure, I feel. Because, it's, like, it's pretty bizarre, yeah. It, like for example, there, there was a time uh, when I was on Complexity, and me and Z Freak, we uh, we found a way to pull every single mid creep wave with Earth Spirit Pudge, or uh, I think it was Morphling. I think it was Adaptive Strike or something. But basically, you you would kick a creep over the ledge, or you would hook a creep over the ledge, or something. And uh, it, it was before they changed it, so creeps can't aggro uh, non pool camps. And so basically, we would just perma pull the mid creep wave, so the enemy mid hero is like level one, while your mid hero is like level three and a half or something. And, and we would just win games like that for like for like a month, and then Ice Rock just immediately nerfs or patches it out. He's like, nope, can't 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 be having that one. That one's way too, that one is way too good. But but it's like you know, and then you see stuff like the toss bug or like. Uh, what were some other, what were some other ones I left in for a while? Uh, the IO relocate uh, TP, like you could yeah, you could perfectly frame perfect uh, time TP, so you would just get out of IO relocate, or or you would TP back to fountain as your reload would would teleport you wherever. But but yeah, in, anyways, my point being is I, I feel like there's no rhyme or reason to like how like how Valve approaches a lot of these like bugs or or or, or, or rather. There's no rhyme or reason to like what they consider a bug or a feature or you know whatever. They're <laughs> they're just randomly like, oh yeah, that seems broken. Get it out of here. Like or, or or they'll just leave something in for two years and then you know what one team just like loses a crazy match to to some random shit like the tiny toss bug and you know that gets patched patched out almost immediately. But it, it was literally two weeks after that match or something that it got patched out. 
And like that that bug was around for a long time. Like every time I saw that bug, I saw people freak out about it on Reddit. Be like, Valve, patch us out, please. Like this is so dumb that my favorite team is losing in these like insane, insane ways. And it just never happened. But EG loses? Alright, get it out. Get it out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily try to put any rhyme or reason to balancing of Dota. Very true. I think um, this is a good time, about midway through the episode, a little bit more, because, uh, you know, you and I have a, uh, the tendency to spew things, both you and I. It's totally fine. That's why we're talking here in the podcast. But uh, we want to mention the sponsor for the podcast. And this month, or yeah, this month, we're actually sponsored by IP Vanish. You guys may have not heard of them, but they are a VPN, similar to other ones you may have heard of. And uh, it basically, they want you to know that Incognito does not fully protect you against, uh, protect your privacy. Uh, without added security, you might as well give away all of your private data. And that's what IP Vanish is there for you. Truly private and secure on the internet. And it helps you browse the internet by encrypting 100% of that data. Private details, passwords, all that stuff. It makes you virtually invisible, just like you were back in middle school. So you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed, even devices that you're streaming media from. Wait, did you did you come up? That was not in the that was not in the ad read. <laughs> so right now they are offering seventy percent off and a thirty day money back guarantee. So if you guys are interested, uh, it is rated four point six out of five by several different <laughs> reputable rating companies. So you have the promo code BSJ for the first time. I'm gonna send the 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 copy pasted link in chat. This is the link, and I get to read the last part as I shouldn't have copied that in chat. It is ipvanish.com/bsj. I will spell that out. I p v a n i s h dot com slash bsj. Promo code BSJ seventy percent off. That was good by Earth spelling. 30% uh, money back or 30 day money back guarantee. So that is our sponsor for the month, guys. It helps support the podcast. If you at all need a VPN, check it out. Uh, okay. So back to the actual episode as I totally grilled the fuck out of our chat <laughs> for, <laughs> for people listening. They're like, damn, BSJ. I guarantee at least 20% of people were like, hit right in the freaking gut with that one um i i even was gonna interrupt you and be like i love being invisible <laughs> and then you just said that was, even, it, it took a moment for me to register it too. i was like wait what <laughs> so what it reminds me of is the backstory for ricky i don't know if you ever read it but i remember like going through the lore at some it was like six or seven years ago i was randomly looking at the lore for certain heroes and uh for ricky it's like and he was a middle child so you could assume he was invisible <laughs> or he was used to being invisible <laughs> and i was just like dude that's uh that's so bad <laughs> 
that is pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually there anymore. I'd have to look, but that's what he used to dude, say for Ricky. Dude, I I swear there were so many more interesting storylines for that Valve could have done for the fucking Dota anime than goddamn Dragon Knight, man. <laughs> There's so many like hilarious characters that I feel like would have done so well. <laughs> True. I uh Sorry, sorry, that, that that was just a random No, I actually I actually think the story was good if they didn't put it in turbo mode. You know, I think it was no, like a cost or somebody true, that put it, in, put it in turbo I, mode. I, I did I did finally watch the second season and I feel like it did a, it did slightly better with pacing than than the first season. You thought the second like, season was better with pacing. I actually thought it was like, worse. Me, I I mean I, I don't know. I did. I mean, overall, I didn't really think the pacing was good in either season. Like, like I, they, it's just so rushed, and you can just feel it. Like, you're literally jumping from or jumping through like four different main storylines or something. In, you don't like, have any time to get like attached to anything. You, you know, literally have nothing. There. Like, I, I, I was laughing. Uh, with the with the person I was watching with in the second season, literally, there, there's like this one episode where where DK gets knocked out, and then it just cuts to the next scene. And he's just sitting up in bed talking to someone, and like ju- just instantaneous. They're, like there's no, there's nothing to indicate any time has passed. It's just literally he he like gets knocked out, and the next scene he's sitting in bed just talking to someone. There's a lot of those <laughs> and, moments, and you're just like, wait, like I what what even just happened? There's a lot of those moments in the show where it takes you like three seconds mentally to like catch up to what just happened. It yeah. makes you appreciate the little things that shows do to like keep you up to date. You know what's yeah, yeah. with what what just happened. Like you said, like even just some transition or like some visual cue or something that tells you like he passed out, night passed, he woke up, or you know yeah. no time passed, or like he instantly yeah, yeah, woke yeah. up, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like literally, and like doing a cutaway to like the moon and like the moon going down and the sun coming up, or yeah. like, like anything to indicate like a day change or like a time change or something. But that that, that was actually a big problem of mine with uh, like the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones, because like literally like a year would go by in or, or like a year was supposed to go by in the story or like in in the time. And, like, they literally would just, like, go from one scene to, like, the next, and a year is, has gone by, and you're just supposed to, like, know a year has gone by. Like, we don't like, talk about no- Game of Thrones Season 8, <laughs> for sure. Uh, season, no, no, like, I, 7, I yeah, think, I, I, was also kind of bad. I think, I think it was happening, like, late 6 or, like, early 7 or something. But, like, there, there were just definitely, like, time skips in that, and there there was no indication of time skips except, like, you know, maybe someone looked like slightly older, or they had like more gray hair. Than the, like maybe, <laughs> if you had that. <laughs> so what I will say is, um, you know, we're talking about shows. Um, I think a good final topic for us to discuss before this. You know, we we talked about the big announcement that they made for the patch, which was Techies getting reworked. Yeah. Honestly, not too much more news other than, you know, I was going to mention the Tundra kick with Fada. I did want to get your quick opinion on that if you have one. Um, I mean, uh, my 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 personal take is just I think it was incredibly dumb. Like you, you can't you can't have. Like such a strong, such a strong piece of, of the puzzle 
like Fada, who like literally did all of the work, like literally brought these guys up over the past like year and a half or however long, maybe even two years now. I, I don't basically know. formed the team from scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah li- li- but like literally, he he has been there from step one. Like he he is, I guarantee you, he has laid all of the fundamentals for them. He's been like doing all of like the heavy lifting. I, I mean. In my in my opinion, a lot of captains that like aren't the tier one tap captains like Kuro or or Puppy or whoever like captains are so underrated, man. Like, and they are so fucking hard to come by, especially good captains. And like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like, for, I, I mean, see, kick, kicks make me like kind of angry because I I think I think I've gotten kicked from like every single like competitive team I've been on basically like like you know DPC playing team or or whatever and uh or or, I mean not every single one but the majority of them for sure and uh when when I see someone like Fada get kicked after like all the time and work and effort he's put into that team it's just like it's heartbreaking to me dude because it's like I, I mean I literally saw his tweet of like I'm just gonna chill right now. I don't feel like starting no, or I don't feel like starting from scratch or, or or something like that. And it's like it's so true. Like he has to do all of that again. He has to find a group of players. He has to fucking like teach them everything. He has to like teach them how to communicate, how to think about Dota, what to do in Dota, like all of it. And then like again, I guarantee you, he did all of that shit for Tundra before before Aoi came on, at least, <laughs> or whoever whoever their coaches have been. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's fucking heartbreaking to me to to see shit like that happen because like uh, Fada Fada is a fucking astounding player. He can play any role. He has proved it. He's gone to like, I mean, he's been to so many TIs on different roles. Like, I don't know, man. It it, it truly was just heartbreaking for me to see because I I think Fada is an outstanding player and he deserves more respect than than he was given. But obviously, I don't know the whole story, so. Who the fuck am I to judge? I'll just say that I think the nature of having like virtually no job security is incredibly stressful, incredibly taxing, and one of the shittiest parts about Dota. I think like, yeah, it's a doggy dog world. You got to do what's best for the team or what you think's best for your success or whatever. But like, it, it just shouldn't exist. You know, it shouldn't be part of the community. You shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be morally acceptable or even like... It just should be done, you know, when you yeah. kick somebody that formed the entire team. That just shouldn't... I mean, what he... What I... Like, from the very limited, like, Twitter posts, you know, he said that they... Who they replaced him with, which I assume is a very good player. I'm assuming, like, Soxa, perhaps. That's, like, the rumor. They said yeah. that, you know, the rumor is that Snake King's playing five in pub, so yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. the new captain, and then Soxa's probably their four, just because, you know, you got to think if they're willing to kick Fada that it's probably a really good player. Um, So the thing is, what was I getting at? Um, What was I getting at monkeys? I, uh, you, you, you didn't like, were were you going to bring it into how Fada said he said he didn't want to kick? Oh, that he didn't want to kick a fellow teammate. Yeah. yeah. For this player. You know, that was what Fada said on Twitter. He said, I had been approached about kicking a teammate for this player, which was likely kicking snaking if it is a four position player. And so what I'm hearing from this is like he valued the loyalty or like the continuity of the team over like an individual talent getting brought. And that actually got him kicked. And that to me is like the nail in the coffin. 
for yeah. competitive Dota integrity. The guy who values the shit that I think should matter got kicked because yeah. he valued that. It's like no, nice guys finished last, like you know the same, like that quote incarnate, and that yeah. that just bothers me. You know that that I, definitely I, bothers me. I I mean, dude, part, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Cause, I mean, help for me, like the the reason that it, it, or part of the reason why it pisses me off so much as well is, and, and I mean. Obviously, it was a much smaller scale, but like me on four zoomers, and like I'm not going to pretend I taught that team everything or whatever, because literally, IX Mike came on as the coach like three months into the team, I want to say, and then he he was the one doing most most of the, you know, heavy lifting when it came to like talking about games and whatnot, which I was grateful for. But before before Mike came on, I I was like trying to be the main like. A, no, I'm not going to even say the main replay voice, but a replay voice to like help us get through get through replays and stuff. And like, dude, we we were like we were working our asses off and everything, and like we were getting good. And you know, I, I obviously, when I got kicked, I, I was I was pretty unmotivated for a couple months, as we've talked about before, because of COVID and no lands and just playing a rerun of the same tournament and whatnot. But you know, I, after getting kicked from the four zoomers, and again, that was only a eight month endeavor nine month endeavor for me or something but after that kick dude i just didn't even i didn't even want to touch competitive dota again i i literally thought about having the same conversations that i had with the zoomers with a new group of players and i was just like that was so fucking stressful just to get through that group of players with and i genuinely think that like the original four players i was playing with on four zoomers i thought they were all good they all had good attitudes and it was still stressful as fuck to get through conversations with them. So then, like after I got kicked from that team, I was just like, "Dude, I do not want to. I do not want to go through like to go through that same fucking experience with like I, I'm not. I wouldn't say four worse players, but you know, probably four worse players because you know four less experienced players. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and, and again, again, that that was such a smaller scale for me because like nine months compared to the the two years that that fada put into that like that is so long to be like creating relationships to to be like understand each other to you know just have all of those nuanced conversations about like how you should approach different scenarios in the game and like what you want to do as a team and what like how you want to win and it's just like you you can't you can't just join a new group of players and have two years of experience you you, you can't do that like, like you need you need the two years of experience together. So so I don't know, man. When I when I see stuff like this, especially when it it sounds like Fada just got backstabbed, it's just like I don't I don't know, man. It's just fucking brutal. Yeah, I mean, really Fada is. has like no history of ever having teammates say like this guy was not yeah. good to play with. He's not like toxic or you know eccentric or volatile or anything like that. Yeah. He seems like a pretty model teammate. And I think the only reason you would kick him is because you think he's like legit, just like not good enough or like you have a better option. And man, I'm telling you, man, like it just ain't as simple as like a one for one shift in Dota. You know, you can't say like this player is more skilled or whatever. It's like, like you said, there's all these other things that go on behind the scenes and um, bonding and all that kind of like synergy. Uh, And that take that shit takes a lot of time. And especially for the captain, an insane amount of effort. And there's like a reason why patience, patience, stress, you know, whatever. Uh, It's like this this is the kind of shit that like 
only he has to deal with to the amount that he did. He did, and it, it just seems so ungrateful. And it's like not necessarily do they owe him anything, but it's like I see a lot of people in chat saying they lost respect for Tundra. You know, man, uh, it's part of those times where it's like, do I need to know more? I know there's shit that goes on behind the scenes that I don't know about. Um, a ton of shit that goes in the teams. I'm like one of the first people to say, like, don't presume anything. Don't like, you know, you know way less about the team than they do. Like, they know yeah. more of what happened. Man, like, there just isn't a good reason for this. Like, there just can't be other than, like, the short term, like, we think we have an all-star that I, we can replace this guy with. I, I, I mean, like that, that is their their thought process, though, right? Like, like no matter, no matter so what, what 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 I've learned is no matter how experienced Dota players get, uh, like um, at a competitive level, like the grass is always greener on the other side to Dota players. Like they, in their head, like you know, you lose regional fi finals or you get last place in regional finals, and everyone immediately thinks, "Who's like who's the problem?" Right? Or, or, or like like that, that that's your default, like like thought or whatever and, and you know that's not a good thought <laughs> to have I, I mean yeah you know i definitely i definitely thought like that a lot in the past and i think i've been there gotten, still to, I, still kind of do that myself i i i mean like, like i i can still do it but i i've gotten better at just being like all right the game was lost and and what what were like the plays in the game that caused a loss rather than like you, you know, ra rather than thinking about a player that caused a lot, it's like, what moves as a team did we make that, that caused this game to go poorly or whatever? And uh, I, I mean, really what it is, in my opinion, is like a lot of Dota players, they're very self-centered. And like, they, they don't know how to think of a team as like a collective us. So like, you lose one tournament and suddenly it's like, all right, how are we going to like instantly get better? Like, because all that's on any of these players' mind, as we've as we've talked about before, is just TI. That's all they care about. So, like, you know, losing one regional final is that that that's enough to push anyone who was one game off of TI ten <laughs> over the edge. I'm sure. <laughs> so it's just kind of like I don't know. I think I, I I have no idea what my point was going into this, but I think it's just Dota players are very they're very short-sighted and they don't they don't necessarily a lot of dota players don't necessarily understand like what it is that genuinely makes a team successful and, and i'm not going to pretend i personally know all the things that make a team successful but like i do play very or i do try to pay very close attention to like what or like what does make successful teams successful and like if if you look at like og the the current iteration of og I feel like it speaks volumes that they got like such a young and pretty inexperienced group of players. You know, minus Tyga. Is Tyga the only one who is like kind of experienced? Pretty much, it's only Tyga. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but uh, sure. So sure, they have Tyga, but like I've I've played with Tyga in pubs before, and like yeah, he's talkative. I, I wouldn't say he's like the most like outspoken captain esque person ever or anything, but like you know, he he talks some. Or like he he talks the amount of four should talk right <laughs> like like he's a good four he's a great four but like OG they're 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 this young group of inexperienced players and they just have uh, no tail and Seb behind them and they're like instantly fucking crushing the region instantly like like what what does that say to you it, it, it it's just like mentality matters that much like having this this sense of like 
togetherness, a sense of team, the sense of, you know, just just the sense of a unit. And and I feel like I feel like No Tail and Seb truly prove that time and time again, because I don't know, man, the, those two players, they're just they're so good at caring about their team and literally not giving a flying fuck about anyone outside of the team. <laughs> they're so good at it. <laughs> you know, I hear about this team stuff, and somebody it was specifically specifically Brax. Uh, Brax, you guys may know him. Um, he asked, "What makes kicking um, Fada here scummy?" You know, I don't always toss around the best words um, when I explain things, so like I kind of have to like reevaluate in my head like why I would say the word scummy. Um, it's my like I, I firmly state that that is my opinion that it is scummy. What makes something scummy to me would be that, for lack of better things, it's not because the person is necessarily a shitty person. I usually use the word scummy because I just don't think things should work that way. The person's in their right to do it. There's no rules against it. I don't think it automatically makes you a bad person. It's kind of like, you know, skirting a system, uh, like, a you know, whatever, taxes, like, as long as it's not actually illegal, you know, it's just like, things probably shouldn't work that way. And it's like, when I look at Dota, it's like, I don't think you should be able to captain and foster a team for two years, finally make it to a point where you've, like, been sponsored team house like top four you know you're you even won a land i think right before ti or won the online event or whatever and then and get then kicked one game one game off of ti <laughs> yeah and then you don't and then you get kicked like it doesn't necessarily make like i don't think it makes the players of tundra bad people it's just like just because you can do it it just rubs me the wrong way that you do it like you don't just because the system allows it and maybe you think it's quote unquote better for you. I, I know Dota is a business. Like I'm not going to act like I have competitive experience. Like these guys have, I know Dota is a business, but like, I just can't imagine entering in a business with somebody investing that much time and effort together. And once I feel like there's a better option, just dropping them. Like I, I just, I don't think that's how things should work. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to Tundra to prove everyone wrong. You know, I think most people are skeptical. They think, like, the kick of a captain like Fada will inevitably be a negative shift. I can't really help but root against them. Um, like, I don't want to root for them, but, like, I'm happy to be surprised if they end up making it. You know, it's like I think the players individually are quite good, so um, yeah, it's I, not I, like I, I think mean, they're fucked. But it's, it's literally just, you know... Time always tells. I, I like. I I don't personally think they will get significantly better without Fada, um, j just because again, I think I think having those relationships and and that that voice, uh, like I first and foremost, I feel like changing voices for your captain is the biggest shift you can do in a in a team environment. Absolutely. Like if you, if you lose your main voice, it is 
Like, 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 sure, maybe things will go dandy for, like, the first week you play or something, because, you know, everyone's on board, everyone's just, like, mindlessly listening in, listening to one guy's calls, and then, you know, like, everything's chill, but as soon as things start going wrong, like, you, you, know, you know the team environment is going to become toxic, because, like, after... Dude, Brian, I've said this to, like, so many teams I've been on, but after this first kick happens... It is on every single player's mind for the rest of that fucking team. They're like, am I next? Or, or like, you know, after anything that goes wrong, it's just like that shit is on everyone's fucking mind. <laughs> because it's like, dude, I, I, as we said, Fado is like the founder of this team and he's gone. If Fado can get kicked, anyone can get kicked. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, like I said, I think there has to be some sort of job security to make, yeah. to promote and foster a healthy team. I just think you have to be like knowing that as long as you're not just like literally not giving a shit that, you know, there's some trust there. But at the end of the day, you know, I just don't think teams like that win. Like, I don't think you're going to win. Like you may like temporarily improve or whatever, but like an example is like team spirit, you know, like that's the kind of team that wins. They have a captain. They buy into his vision. I thought Tundra fit that narrative. You know, I thought Tundra was potentially just a year behind Team Spirit. You know, with the way that they were um, growing. Um, you know, I, I just I hate it. Um, no, I I, 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 hate I mean it. I do too, Brian. It sucks, but again, it's just like. I, 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 you know, you say you want job security. Yeah, that would be lovely. I, you know, there's a lot of things that I would love to see in Dota, but we're just not going to see. I mean, esports can't, the the laws and the rules, they can't keep up with, like, it's literally a system that can't keep up with itself. Yeah. Right. Like, like that's what's happening. Like, for lack of some elegant description um, or explanation, that, that, that's really it. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, we actually have hit the hour mark. Time flies when, when you're, uh, Hooray! when you we talk actually, a lot. Like, we actually kind of talked about Dota without being repetitive over the last true, seven true. months. I, I made I, sure, I made I, sure we didn't cool. do that. That's because I had the outline. Yeah, wow. Great work, Brian. You know, you know, I'll give you two thumbs up. Thank you. Thank you, monkeys. As our next podcast episode will actually be, you know, a few days After into the, the new pack. patch. <laughs> so we're going to have all types of stuff to talk about um yeah. so if you guys are listening not live on twitch you know maybe on all the other options like spotify itunes etc you know um just know that the next episode will be right after the patch if you guys are listening right now just know that as well be rest assured uh we are partnered with predictions so that's where you can find us uh you see in the top right on twitch otherwise it's p-r-e-e-d-i-c-t-i-o-n prediction uh, that's where you can find us, Banana Slam Jaren Podcast. If you guys like this episode, we do them relatively often, but uh, sparingly in the last fucking two months because of, you know, shitty patches or not being patched. But we can't use that excuse anymore, monkeys. So, uh, you know, it's down to the nitty gritty. Got to get shit done. And that's what we're going to do. So thanks for watching, guys. Any last words, monkeys? Nope. Appreciate you all. Except you, Brian. Okay, bye. Uh, bye.